0: The following is a presentation of the Bellip Sports Media Network.
1: Baseball season is right around the corner. The 1420 Sports Bar Podcast and SeatGeek are on a 30 day tour with fans from around the major leagues. Listen in as we talk about where to get a bite or a beverage pre- and post-game, best places to sit at every ballpark, favorite food, favorite players, and favorite moments from all 30 stadiums around the big leagues. It's the 1420 Fan Experience Ballpark Tour, brought to you by z Let's get it. On the 1420 Major League Baseball Fan Experience Ballpark Tour brought to you by SeatGeek and SeatGeek app. Use promo code 1420POD at seatgeek.com today. We're stopping today in Oakland, California to talk about the Oakland Coliseum or whatever it's called these days. Uh I'm joined today down in the uh in the sports bar with Beat Writer for Belly Up Sports and a lot of other things going on. Nathan Ewan. Nathan, how you doing today, my friend?
0: I'm great, so thank you for having me, and I hope you're doing well as well. I'm very excited to uh, get this uh, started. No,
1: it's uh, it's good. It's my second one today, but it's uh, it's a lot of fun talking baseball and getting down to the, the bottom of it. Uh, I st- I'll still i always call it the Oakland Coliseum, Nathan. It's kind of one thing, but uh, that that uh, building seems to change names halfway through the season sometimes. Like, how do you keep
0: track of it all? Honestly, I just go with the flow. It's like, at one point, it's called the O.co Coliseum, now it's Ring Central, and it's like, what's next? Uh, Zoom Coliseum. I don't know. It's just to the point where I just the A's are so unexpected. You just don't know what's going on with them. And uh, honestly, I just go with it. If it's called Ring Central, then we call it Ring Central. But if someone asks me what it's called, I just always call it Coliseum because that's it's, something that at least that hasn't changed yet. So. Because they even call it Ricky Henderson Field at Oakland Coliseum. Sometimes. Exactly. Exactly. So it's like, what you know? What exactly is the name? And I just. I don't know. I I just go with the flow, with it, and um, it's still always the Coliseum. To it'll, all of us. it'll
1: always be the Coliseum. I have I was the last time I was there was two thousand fourteen on the on the Derek Jeter World Tour. I made I made uh, I did a few different spots along the way uh, up and down the West Coast there and, and saw the, the Jeter tour a little bit of, of course as you can see behind me with all the Yankee crap I got going on. I couldn't miss that. Uh, when you go to an A's game, what's the uh, before the game gets going, you probably take the Bart and everything else. I'm assuming because there isn't a whole bunch in the area. Uh, I stayed at the La Quinta Inns and Suites. And I took a walk. It wasn't too bad, but uh, it wasn't that bad. What's uh, what's your pre-game experience? What's your go-to spot before you go to before you you head on to the Coliseum?
0: Honestly, uh, I live in Stockton, California, so it's about a you know, 40 50 minute drive from yep. from here to the Coliseum. In terms of pregame stuff, uh, we just go straight there. We don't really stop by anywhere else. We want, we want to get there as early as possible. Uh, my girlfriend and I, we love just, you know, listening to the National Anthem and whatnot, but we always have to get our food at the Coliseum. It's been disappointing at times. I will be honest with the food and whatnot. It's not that great, but uh, we always get the hot dogs or fish and chips or so on and so forth. We go to our seats uh, in the outfield. We love sitting in the 136 section. Uh, the bleachers basically. Yeah. And uh we just get everything ready and just make sure that we're there to see the national anthem and the starting lineups and whatnot and then the game gets started and we just go from there.
1: Yeah, the uh, the funny thing is about Oakland, like that it's uh, it's a big big place. I mean it's and it's you go, you go across the water to San Francisco and it's a different game day experience completely. Cause there's lots of stuff going on around the stadium in San Francisco. And I still call that Pac bell, but it's, I don't know what that one's called anymore. Oracle, I think that's cause that changes all the time too. But yeah, Oakland, there's not a whole bunch going on. If I recall correctly, there was a huge, uh, like the tailgate experience there is pretty big.
0: Yes. Oh, 100%. I mean, every time we go there, there's always tailgates going on around the parking lot. I Never thought it'd be that many tailgates um, at the Coliseum, but there's so many passionate uh, ace fans out there that it's not really surprising anymore when I go.
1: It's absolutely nuts. Like when you get into the Coliseum, uh, I've been like I, I first went there. Oh, Jesus, naive, two thousand. Kind of aging myself a little bit now. But uh, when you when you get in the Coliseum, is there some must must see things that you wouldn't expect? Some some Hall of Fames or some Oakland A's. Is there anything in there that you uh, that you recommend people
0: check out? Uh, I mean, first thing is the store. They always have you know great stuff at the store. Jerseys, different times of apparel. But there's always I think there's a specific um, Section I don't I forgot where it is but along the wall they have all these Hall of Fame players and their statistics and their accomplishments and I think as you walk into the stadium itself they have Ricky Henderson and all his you know accomplishments throughout his career and it's just to see all these legends and you you know it just you won't ever forget them because they've done so much for that organization uh, like Henderson or um, Raleigh Fingers yeah Raleigh Fingers I remember correctly there's so many guys uh that have played for the A's that us young fans should, you know, think about and never forget about them because we tend to forget about those old guys. Well uh, that's
1: that's exactly it. You tend to forget like you you everybody Gripes and moans about, about uh, they don't, my team doesn't do this, my team doesn't do that. It's hard to win, and no matter what, right? And especially with the Mm -hmm. A situation, we'll get into that in a second here. But uh, there, there are, and that's one thing about baseball the numbers don't lie, the stats don't lie, the legends don't go away, right? And there, and and even at your young age, you can sit beside someone at at in Oakland who was, Probably went to some of those games in that same building, and that and not many teams could have the same building that that uh, the the A's play in. Like most places have brand brand new buildings, like even in New York, obviously. But it's 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 one thing that Oakland has is a strong tradition. That old place must have a lot of stories.
0: Definitely, one hundred percent. It's something I am just glad that I got to experience last year. Last year was actually my first time going to a baseball game ever. I mean, always watch it on TV or listen to the yeah. radio, but. Just being at the Coliseum, how even though it's old-fashioned and whatnot, just the experience of it, just the vibe that you that you feel when you get to the stadium, you're surrounded by so many passionate fans. You know, win or loss, they're always rooting for their team. So, just being there, uh, the experience definitely it's hundred percent recommended uh, to anyone that I know.
1: Yeah there's a when I like I said when I went in 2014 I ended up sitting beside a uh a, he was a photographer I think he was retired for whatever what's what's the newspaper in Oakland the
0: uh ooh that's a tough one
1: uh I don't know the i
0: can't remember answer. i had it and I, I had
1: it and i just forgot it, it doesn't much matter the, the oakland newspaper but anyways uh he was telling me he was an older gentleman and he I, I ended up just sitting beside him down the first baseline and he was just snapping pictures and and talking a bunch and we're talking about the history of the game uh and he said oh, yeah there must have been two hundred thousand people here that night that that catfish hunter threw his perfect game because everybody he's ever talked to says they were at that game people that weren't even alive in 1968 were saying they were at that game in that building so it's a funny little story that 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 he brought up yeah Nathan. you were saying that when you um when you go to a game you like sitting in the outfield uh i'm the same way when i go to games like once in a while i, f- I find myself a different seat what what do you to the outfield seats uh right off the bat
0: okay so for me it's just first off we see the whole field it, it's a pretty good view uh we have a better chance of getting uh you know in between breaks uh, between innings there's always the outfielders are practicing i think last year tony Kemp was in left field and we almost got a ball from him but he threw it to somewhere else someone near us uh but just being able to uh have a chance to talk to the players kind of yell, yell at them and say hi and whatnot and they wave back which is always fun but just seeing the whole field having the possibility of catching home runs and I don't know I just when, when we got our first uh game tickets in that specific seat we just stuck with it we didn't really want to sit anywhere else i mean yeah we could get closer to the field sit in the the lower box and whatnot and maybe get a better view of the pitcher and the catcher but it's just sitting in the outfield allows us to see pretty much everything and as the sun sets you can see that too Just a beautiful view that's why i honestly will never ever move seats yeah that's uh, one of those things the
1: yeah it's one of those things when i uh first Started going to Yankee games. I sat in some. I, I uh, treated myself a couple of times with some pretty good seats. I I go once a year for the last eight or nine years, and COVID kind of got in the way the whole bit. But I uh, I ended up getting the ball. Carlos Beltran, like you said, he was playing the outfield for the Yankees he threw it up and I reached in front of a kid and I caught it and I ended up giving it to the kid and everything else. But it, long story, but uh, yeah, it's that opportunity to get a baseball because there's something about a baseball, there's no doubt about that and it, it doesn't matter what age you are you could be 5 years
0: old or, or, or 50 years old and you get a baseball or something about that do, do you notice that a lot? Yeah, definitely. I think uh, these kids are also sitting in the outfield too and they're always, they are always get so excited when a ball comes their way. I think uh, I, it, was, it was a young kid uh, when I went to one of the games for the A's, and they were able to get the ball, and they were just so excited, so happy. Their parents were happy for them as well, and just the joy of seeing the smile on their faces. Honestly, if I caught a ball, but there was a kid next to me, I'd give it to them one hundred percent because it's better for them to have the experience. Because I'm twenty-two, um, just being able to see a baseball game, I'm just grateful for. So, you know, putting a, a smile on a kid's face is something I'd rather do than keep the ball for myself.
1: And it, it seems like out in the outfield, like Oakland's a different, a different place. I've been to about, I think, 14 or 15 different stadiums. Oakland's a different place. And it's like the, the, uh, the vibe, it's more of a, I don't say working class, but it's just one of those things that the Ace fans that they get it. It seems a lot more, they're more of a fan. The people sitting in the outfield, they're, 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 they, they're there to watch baseball. They're not there to schmooze. The Ace fans are there to watch baseball. Yeah, it's crazy. It's like it's a great it's a great place to go. No, it's uh the, the, get to a little bit of the negative stuff that goes along with the Oakland days before we get to some some of these other questions I got for you. Are is the fan base getting a little bit frustrated with the lack of um, the lack of spending that the owners might do? Because it's it's every team talks about. I talked to a guy from like I said from Milwaukee this morning, and their payroll he said it's one hundred and five million and which the A's aren't even close, but the major league baseball, the owners, every owner gets a hundred million dollars right off, right off the bat. when the season starts from the, the MLB app, the com, the TV deals and the like, is there a frustration amongst A's fans? Cause you guys have had some good teams out there for a lot of years and just a, a piece here and a piece there. And it ends up just being a farm team uh, for, for the rest of major league baseballs. Is the frustration pretty high there?
0: I, I think so. I think um, to go a little bit off topic, I, Ever since I was a kid, I was always a Phillies fan. I don't. I grew up loving them. I watched their games and whatnot. But I've I've grown up over the years. I've kind of been open to other teams as well. I like I said, I live in California. Why would I be? Why would a California kid be a fan of an East Coast team? So that's how kind the A's kind of grew on me this past year. But I've noticed, based off the games I went to and just following the news around, it's just so frustrating and weird how they. Don't spend money. You see teams, like it's said, the Yankees, the Phillies, the Mets, especially the Dodgers. They spend money. But you have the A's. You have money, but you don't... I mean, yeah, they made a few signings this, this past offseason. You have Trevor May. You have Alessis Diaz. You have... Uh, I forgot who else. But they made a good amount of signings. Not a lot, but they made a good yeah. amount. But they're for cheap contracts who... They're probably gonna get traded. Let let's be honest. A every time I look at um when on social media when the A's sign someone or they're promoting something, there's always A's fans in the uh, comment section saying, "Oh, they're gonna get traded anyway," which is terrible because you don't see that with every other team except Oakland, because you know whenever they sign someone, they're likely gonna trade them for prospects, and we've seen that this past offseason they traded a few guys, uh, Sean Murphy to Atlanta for. Uh, a few high-talented prospects. It's just we want to see them win, and we. Yet yeah, it seems like a hundred years ago they they made the playoffs, but it's they actually made the playoffs, but a few years ago. It's not that long ago, so, yeah. It, exactly, but it just seems so long, and I'm kind of getting frustrated myself. Even though I'm, I've barely been a fan of them, it's just you have the money, especially this the stadium situation. All Oakland needs to do right now is for the, a- oh, especially the owner, John Fisher, just get the money for Howard Terminal. We, he, He's not giving the money. Up. So it's just like, it's not just from a, uh, um, a player standpoint, but just the stadium standpoint as well. We could change the name all we want, but we're still at the Coliseum. It's old. It's broken down. Like I said, I love the vibe and the experience, yeah. but that you know it's time to sort of move on to a new stadium with new features and uh kind of get with the next generation but we're still stuck in like the old stuff and if there's no changes made i think the frustration is going to get even worse
1: so. Yeah, that's the thing. It's a, it, you, you, like we sit and do these podcasts, and people talk about sports and everything all the time, and talk about the Oakland days. They've been a they've been a boat, boat contention for uh Major League Baseball fans for for a long, long time with the the unwillingness to do anything to improve the franchise. Uh, Moneyball was a long time ago, and Moneyball didn't actually work. And if people actually wanted to do a deep dive into Moneyball, it's because they had some really good pitchers with Mark Mulder, Barry Zito, and uh and Hudson. Right. So that, that was why. Moneyball ball work for that year. And the movie's a bunch of BS, but anyway, it's, it's, it's romantic movie, but it doesn't actually, it doesn't actually mimic to what actually happened that season. There was, there was some great pitching that they had. Tim Hudson was great. Uh yeah. But you, you look back and, and the, the, the stadium deal, why won't they get it done? Like, cause the, the, the call Coliseum, like you said, it's a great old place to go watch a ball game. I like walking around there. Like I said, it's, I've been there a, 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 probably a dozen times, but it just, it's time to go. What, what is their, What's the this? What's stopping them from just get getting the deal done? And when does when does baseball just step in and go? Okay, then we're then you're moving the team, or is that what they want? I think
0: I think it's the point where MLB. I think Rob Manfred was like his focus is pretty much on Vegas now, Las Vegas because mm-hmm. he just doesn't see Oakland as a as a place to stay. Uh, it's honestly on the owner. He like he just he's so penny pinching. He doesn't want to spend the money to move to a new stadium. I think as of right now, there's still work through the kinks and I don't want to dive into too much into it because honestly, I don't know too much information about all the specifics of, Oh, uh, we need this, we need that. But I know for sure that the main problem is the owner not giving the money up to, um, to, you know, to, um, have the new stadium intact, like to have it set, to have a plan ready. He's just not giving the money up. That's pretty much the main problem right now. If he gives up the money today, most of the problems will be solved. Maybe there's other underlying issues that need to be figured out once that comes up. But if he's not going to give the money up, then honestly, I think the A's are probably going to be in Oakland for maybe a couple more years. And then they're off to Vegas. And when that time comes, I don't know what the future of the A's is going to be. Are the fans going to go along with them like the Raiders of the NFL? Or I just, I just don't know how it's going to work out. I personally
1: can't see that because football's uh, once a week, and a guy can jump in his car, or jump on a a Legend Air or whatever, and hop across into in, into Las Vegas for an afternoon watch a football game and be home that night to to fill a place for 81 games. I don't see it possible that that that, that uh, baseball fans are going to, Ace fans especially, they're not they're not going to travel. They don't travel in the city to go to a game. They're not going to travel across the state to go to a game. Exactly. Right. They're they're just not. And I, and I like to, to build another fan base. It look like it, it's that'd be a tough thing to do. I remember like what was a couple years ago when Tampa was, uh, Talking about maybe going in and splitting the season with Montreal, it's a horrible idea. It, it is. It just. It isn't going to work. Like the Expo should never have left. But that's another story for another day. But uh, the Oakland A's, I hope stay because that that franchise has had a long storied history with a lot of great players, like you said earlier on. Some World Series championships. You talk about like the, the some of the greats, like Ridley, you, you mentioned, Ricky Henderson, Dave Stewart, even like as much of a douche nozzle that uh, Jose Canseco turned out to be, still a part of baseball history, right? So to see the A's. AC- Leave would be a, 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 it'd be a shame, and without the A's, we don't have the, the Derek Jeter flip play from two thousand from two thousand and one, right? So it's one of those things. Uh, when you when you go like you you've been to a, you started going to games this year. Who's your favorite
0: player that that was going that you see you saw live this past season? Oh man, uh, this guy he's really made baseball fun for me to watch. Tony Camp. I hope he remains in Oakland A for the rest of his career. I know he's gone through a couple of teams now. But he's just a great energy guy. Uh, he's not, you know, the best hitter in the world. He's not going to hit home runs on a consistent basis. But uh, the energy he brings to the clubhouse, the the way he interacts with fans in the outfield, and with, you know, before the game as well, how he, he you know, talks to fans and whatnot. He's just a great guy to watch on and off the field. And I just love him uh, to death. And then another, another guy I'll mention. I know you said one guy, but another oh, guy. Oh, keep going. Too. We got nothing but time, really. <laughs> Another guy as well is uh, Langilleer Shea Langoliers, uh the young catcher that the A's brought up from AAA last year. I personally love him. I'm very excited to see how he's going to grow uh, as a hitter and also a backstop uh, for the A's pitching staff. You know, it's going to be tough for him because of the likely rotating, you know, rotating amount of pitchers that are going to you know come in and out of the A's organization. Because let's be honest, by by the uh, midseason of this year, there's going to be a whole different pitching staff for the A's because they're probably going to trade like more guys and get new new pitchers in and yada yada yada. Uh but just his what what I've seen so far from last year, he has he's gonna be great. I just hope that the A's hold on to him uh for the foreseeable future. So him and Kemp from a pitching standpoint, there's a few guys, but this there's, there's one closer, um, Domingo Acevedo, uh heck of a fastball. I mean that guy throws some heat. Yeah. And personally, I love, I love pitchers that throw like fastballs and like the high, high 90s um, in the hundreds at times too. And Acevedo, he's definitely a guy that I have an eye on for sure. So th- those three guys, Cam Langleyers and Acevedo, those are three guys that I'm excited to watch. And also I saw last year as well, but uh, those three guys are definitely who I have my eye on uh, as we head towards this season. It is crazy when you, you,
1: you sit by a bullpen or whatever. I've done it a few times in different ballparks and, and you see those guys throw, like I umpire uh, amateur baseball. So I see guys throw 85, 90, but when they get, get up to throwing 95 to a hundred, it's a whole different beast. I, I remember uh, 2017 or 18, I can't remember what it was, but, uh, Errolis Chapman when he was good, he's not anymore. But when he was good and how hard he was throwing, it was unbelievable to watch. And just the, the pop of that baseball, it it it's something like human arms aren't aren't meant to bend that way. And the way they do it, it's it's
0: unbelievable to watch. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. I think for with the Coliseum, the best well not one of the best, but one of the good things about it is how if you know when you sit in the outfield, you can see the pitchers warm up because the bullpen. The bullpen is like Yeah, right along. Just there. a bunch of dirt and whatnot. Which is <laughs> when I saw it for the first time, I thought it was weird because usually we see bullpens, like, you know, in the back of the outfield, like tucked away the in the outfield, field, hidden a little yeah, bit. Yeah. Exactly. So but so you know, seeing now, I was like, wait, isn't that kind of dangerous? Because what if the foul ball goes that way, but somehow some way the uh pitchers were able to avoid getting hurt uh over there. But you know, it's just seeing the pitchers uh you know, being able to see them warm up and especially Acevedo too, uh, you know, you can see him warm up and say, like, oh, you know, maybe he doesn't throw that fast and you see him in the actual game. That's like, oh, well, I didn't expect that to, uh, yeah. like, like that to happen. But, uh, yeah, I, I'm excited for Oakland. I hope that last, you know, last year was just a little one-time 100 loss type of thing. You never want to see a team lose that many games. Uh, but this is a definitely more improved roster compared to last year. So I hope for the best. Man, I hope for the best because if we have to go through another 100 loss season, I, I don't know. I, well, don't know. That, I mean, that's... the fan base is the fan base is already uh, small as it is. I think last year attendance was rarely over ten thousand people. I and mean, when I went, it was always like three thousand, four thousand people at a game. That's just like that's crazy. This isn't good like that's crazy
1: to me like and I, i'm not saying everybody should spend like drunken sailors like the mets with steve Cohen and uh, and the money mm-hmm. he's got because i mean let's face he's got how many billions of dollars like actual billions of dollars not fake billions of dollars right and so he can he can go out and spend whatever he wants and it's i don't know if it's good for baseball or bad for baseball but I, I think teams like the oakland a's and the pittsburgh pirates they're worse for baseball by not spending the money that that, they, that they're allotted and the fan bases take it they suffer because you you're only going to put up with it for so long and you're not going to go because nobody nobody ever pays money to go watch their team lose they they do but not on a consistent basis right like nobody exactly. hopes certain, like it's you, you, like when you spend money you want your team to win and then when, pe- when they finally just say we're not going to win we don't care people are actually going to stop going as was proven in oakland last year because i i saw some of those games and I, I watch oakland games all the time um it's you, you see those 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 that building sometimes you're like how the heck because it would be tough as a player to go out there and and look around
0: and you like you, like there's more vendors and fans sometimes Mm-hmm. Well, most definitely. I think uh, from a player standpoint, I'd kind of be sad, too. I think it just sh- shows why the A's were better on the road last year compared to being at home. I mean, the rec- I don't know the exact record, but I know for sure they played so much better on the road, maybe because of the fans that were there instead of the no fans that were not in the Coliseum. Uh, it was sad because I went to, I think it was three, four games last year, and every time we were disappointed with the loss, it's just so sad because it's just so... Quiet. I mean, there's sure there's you know obviously there's fans cheering and and whatnot, but from as you know the stadium as a whole, honestly you could hear a pin drop sometimes. It was just Cause that it's, it's quiet, so
1: because it. it's so big is the thing. Like, exactly. it is huge. <laughs> Like and it, it, it's wide open. It's not. It's not enclosed by any means. It's. It's. It is freaking huge. That that place was there. What one memorable moment? You you were a game last year. You said you went to four. What was one thing that you remember? That was uh, that was uh, that was pretty cool.
0: Uh, pretty cool. Ah, uh, well, <laughs> this is sort of a good and bad moment. I think the A's. I ooh, who was it? Was it the Angels? No, it was. Oh man, this is terrible. I forgot the team. Hey. It was. But the A's jumped up to, like, a five, six-run lead. And that was the first time, you know, in person, it seemed like, oh, my gosh, <laughs> the A's are going to win a game for the first, like, for the first time uh, going to one of these games. And then the ninth inning came. I think there was, like, two men on base. And they just blew the lead, lost in the ninth inning. And, like I said, the whole pin drop thing, that's how it happened. Everyone was just silent, and we just left our seats and went home. It's, uh... Uh, I mean, it's just like seeing them. Like, oh my gosh, they have a chance to win. I was with my girl and her family as well, and we we're just so excited. Like, oh my god, the A's are gonna finally win the game that we that we were going to uh, for the first time. I am like, no way they blow this four run lead, and then they blew it, and then it was just.
1: Oh, those one, those ones sting. Like you, you like when you're when your team wins, you, you're like, oh yeah, okay, right on, they won. You celebrate, you're happy, and you go for a yeah. beer or whatever, and you you, you <laughs> celebrate, and yeah, hey, this is great. Yeah, but when they lose. Especially when you're there watching it sucks like it sucks Because exactly. like, like you spent a couple of bucks or whatever it might be or you're flown across the country whatever but when you're when you you have an investment for that three and a half hours whatever it may be and your team doesn't win it's 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 way worse than than the feeling that you get when your team wins like it's exactly. way worse
0: like it's just odd. It's heartbreaking it's heartbreaking it's just like they're so close to winning. They're up by four. You you think there's no way they blow this. Lead. You have your closer in there. Everyone's upbeat. And, you know, they're aware that, hey, if we just get three more outs, we're fine. And then it happens. And it's just like, oh, well, I guess you can never say never, I guess. And yeah. I just hope if I had to go through one of those again this season, I if I talk to you again and have to explain my experience, well, well well, we'll,
1: we'll we'll get we'll get together halfway through the season for sure i want to kind of a follow-up i want to do half through, through the baseball season everybody I have on uh this uh this goofy experience that i got going on here jesus i don't know what i got myself into but it's been a lot of fun so far second one of the day uh tips for first-timers going to the coliseum what's something you you got to tell people before you go you might want to you might want to do this you might want to do that what's some tips you got for uh for first-timers going to the oakland Circle, whatever it's called, Coliseum OCO, or whatever.
0: <laughs> uh, look, let's be honest. If, unless the fan base suddenly just grows overnight, I think, uh, you know, not getting there too early will be okay. But, uh, if you do get there early, obviously make sure you get your food early as well. Uh, get to your seat. Um, uh, like I said, personally, I just love the vibe of the national anthem and seeing the starting lineups being announced. Uh, so just being able to get there early, uh, there's, let's be honest, plenty of parking spots right now. Plenty, uh, I don't want your tickets available I just, too. I didn't, I didn't want to come in here and be Mr. Negative. But oh, I it's fine. The truth, there's just, just so many parking spots, just empty. So I think you'll be able to find a parking spot pretty easy at the Coliseum. Yeah. Uh, but just as simple as just getting there early, getting whatever you have to get. Uh, there's so many food vendors. There's so many different food choices that you can choose from. Uh, get your hats and jerseys at the store once you enter the stadium. There's always a store uh, right next to uh, the entrance uh, to get any pro that you may be missing, uh, or need I should say. And then yeah, just get to your seat and honestly just enjoy the pregame festivities. And once that happens and it's time to play ball, then we play ball. Um, I do want to mention one thing. I do hate the whole new rules thing, how there's a the pitch clock and everything. I'm there. I'm there to watch a baseball game for like three hours not kind of have it talk day. about it man like i i
1: i'm a, like i'm an old, old school baseball guy and like i said i i umpire i umpire baseball like, like summer wood bat leagues kind of th- that kind of stuff right so uh when those rules start coming in and they're changing the game a little bit i don't know like the shift um i was used to i used to be a like ban the shift guy but then i got mm-hmm. thinking well just hit it somewhere else hit it where they aren't that used to be the yeah. thing it used to be hit it where they aren't and to tell somebody that they can't that they can't uh, catch a baseball to make their job easier. To me, that sounds ridiculous. To me, I, I don't get it. And I, yeah. And so t- if they're thinking that banning the shift is going to um, shorten game times, they're mistaken because there's going to be more hits, which means more
0: runs, which means a longer game. What's your thoughts yeah, on think, that? Well, I think just from the whole standpoint of the new rules, I, I don't really like it. Okay, I get a few things. I get the whole uh, pitch clock thing. They want to speed up the game, but. Like I said, I'm there for the entire experience of, you know, having to wait a little bit between pitches, waiting between innings. Um, You mentioned the shift. Yeah, it was, I get why they're doing it, but at the same time, I think last season, Seth Brown, the ace first baseman, who I don't know is going to be the starter, but that's not the point. (laughs) uh, He he was a a left-handed hitter, and I would always see the infield go towards first base and the whole left side of the infield is there's no one there so I'm like okay if Seth can get it that way then he's going to have an easy single maybe a double if he gets lucky but now they're banning it so it's just like oh okay well I guess we're going back to normal but at the same time we were kind of used to the shift for a little bit Uh, I remember Robinson
1: Cano one time he pushed a bunt down third and ended up with a double because everybody was loading up on the right side right? and I just Mm -hmm. like, well just do that and then yeah. and then the next time they they might not then you can slap a single it's it's, it's a strategy game like I I, I I don't know it's it's odd to me uh, the 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 pitch clock rules i don't know it's it, i watched a minority game today or a, a pre- preseason game already today. I'm a baseball dork. I watch games all the time. And I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see how these rules work and how it's going to take these these old school pitchers like a Max Scherzer and a Justin Verlander to adjust to these rules. Because how's a, how's an umpire going to tell these guys making $45 million that that's ball one when they haven't thrown the ball yet? Uh, it's going to be exactly. an odd situation for me. It's going to be really strange. Uh, yeah, no, b- baseball, I think it's a great game. I think they, they needed to make some changes. Every other sport ha- has rule changes over the years and baseball kind of got stuck in their own way a little bit, but to do, to do it all at once,
0: I don't know if it's the right thing. Oh yeah. I think the pitch clock thing, I didn't really like it. I mean, yeah, it's going to mess up some, some pitchers rhythm. I think obviously that's what spring training's for, right? It's for pitchers to get warmed up and get used to the whole process. Uh, I think one guy that's going to get affected the most is uh, the Astros pitcher, Luis Garcia has yeah. that long windup before he throws the ball, which is actually I don't mean to be rude, but it's kind of annoying because (laughs) I get it. You have your own routine, but this guy takes like 15 uh, seconds in his windup before he throws the ball. Yeah. So hopefully he adjusts to it. But um, I think what what was was the, uh, another rule, the uh, bigger bases. I don't know why we're doing that. They said for player
1: safety, but they always slide the outside of the bag anyway. So what the heck's the difference? i i didn't understand that one like it, it doesn't make any That's sense baseball.
0: <laughs> That's player baseball player point. safety
1: okay just don't step on some guy's hand or his foot like done there's yeah. safety yeah it's on it's refreshing to hear a young guy like yourself say you're there for three three and a half four hours it might be because most people they say that it's the young people that that have the attention span of a, a drowned rat so they're, they're, they don't they don't want to watch the game and they're you know the youtube generation you watch five seconds of a video and go to the next one it's refreshing to hear that a guy like yourself wants to be there for the game and to watch the game you if i paid the money i or if I'm watching on TV, this way I, I, I set out to do because most most of these baseball people say, well, it's for the younger generation, and I don't think it is. I, I actually I think it's for other advertising to get out there for other TV shows. That's my oh, own yeah. personal opinion. It's it's odd. If they if they want to speed the game up, take away some of the commercials.
0: Yeah, exactly. But they,
1: but they won't do that because that that's who pays yeah. the bills, right? So let's yeah. let's 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 <laughs> let's get to the, the, the thoughts of this. Ready to uh, go to extra innings? Yes, sir, let's do it. Let's do it. Uh is a is a hot dog a sandwich?
0: Well, two bread. I mean a sandwich is with two bread and a meat in the middle. Yeah. To me to me it is. I mean it's weird to say it, but yeah, to me, a hot dog's a sandwich. A hot dog's a sandwich. Uh day games or night games? Night games, hundred percent.
1: I like that answer. Uh how old is too old to bring your glove to a baseball game to catch a home run or a foul ball?
0: Never. Never 100%. Yeah. If you're, if you're, you know, if I'm 70, 80, down the fifth, going to 50, go to a baseball game, I catch a ball with a glove. That I want to do it, I want to do it. So, never too old. Love That's
1: it, something. love never it. You're my new favorite guest of all time in the 1420 <laughs> podcast. Uh, last one, and then we'll get to, to hear what you got going on. Uh, do you like drummers, the
0: drummers in the outfield at the Oakland Coliseum? 100%. Just the vibe they bring, and honestly, you don't see it anywhere else, you don't hear it anywhere else but the Coliseum. So, And there's one good thing about the A's, it's the drummers uh, and the uh, vibe and whatnot that they bring to uh, the stadium every single game. So I love the drummers. I always usually sit near them, which is weird, but because they sit in the, they sit in right field. Yeah, they sit in right field, so. Yeah. You
1: can hear them pretty close. <laughs> Nathan, I think you uh you went four for four today on those questions. That doesn't happen very often here at the at the 1420 sports bar. But no, thank you very much. That was good. Uh enjoy the talk. We'll have to make sure we, we meet up midway through the season again and uh we'll we'll talk some uh baseball and see how things go. Maybe I'll make my way down there when the the, uh, the Yankees are down in Oakland again and then get back on the on the tour. Uh tell us what okay. you got going on with your with your uh with, with
0: life. And what you got going on with Belly Up. Yeah, so uh, with Belly Up right now, uh, I'm a beat writer for the New York Giants of the NFL. Season's pretty much done for right now, so I'm just going through the motions of seeing if there's any big offseason news. Probably once the A's get up and running, maybe start writing articles about the A's. We'll see what happens there with just that do and it, man. My just schedule. Do it. Exactly. I mean, yeah, if we lose, we lose. But hey, just I love the team. Uh, love going there. So we'll see what happens with that. Currently, I uh, I'm running the uh, Belly Up Sports uh, Twitch channel playing. Best, uh, NBA 2K Madden NFL. Once the uh, new MLB game comes out, you know, I'll be playing that as well. Maybe doing a franchise series on the A's, maybe helping them win a championship sooner rather than later. Maybe actually spending money. I don't like someone out there, John yeah. Fisher, spend the money. Let's get a new stadium in Oakland. Um, doing that right now, and also I'm just an editor as well uh, for Bell. Yeah. but uh, right now, just mainly doing the Twitch channel. You can, you guys can catch me uh streaming and uh creating youtube videos for the channel as well i the schedule for twi- uh, for streaming hasn't been official just yet i'm still trying to work out the kinks for that but uh, i will be streaming every week uh with a different video game. so if there's anything with uh that i'm not doing that's uh old-fashioned per se it's you know playing video games and kind of reliving my well not reliving but just going back to my childhood in a way. So.
1: Yeah, you are you aren't you aren't old enough. You're saying going back too far. Yeah, you're you've got a, <laughs> like you got a few. You'll never catch up to me, is what I'm saying. It's not how that works. But no, Nathan, thank you very much to come on the show. You're a part two of our our tour for this uh, Major League Baseball adventure uh, that we got going on here. And thank you very much once again for coming on the show. And like I said, we'll have to make sure we uh, we get chatting as the uh, as the season progresses, and we'll uh, keep keep
0: keep in touch for sure. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. And uh, go A's. Yes, sir. There you go. Go away. We'll talk to you. Thanks. Thank you, sir.